Against All Odds, we're back for a second episode. At least no one can say we were one and done. As the holiday season approaches and the weather cools, uh, Marty, has the weather cooled? Yeah, it's beautiful outside. Okay. Well, just today, finally did. Life on the Cambridge campus is becoming quite festive as Christmas approaches. Having grown up in the great white north of Wisconsin, I still miss the change of season. Nonetheless, Thanksgiving and Christmas provide great opportunities to celebrate God's amazing provision to us personally and at CCS. Speaking of God's provision, our annual gala was last week. It makes sense today, then, that our guest would be Ed Jones, our Director of Development. Ed joined the Lancerville community three years ago, and his impact has been immediate and significant. Join us to hear the difference Jesus has made in this man's life and why he is so passionate about what God is doing at Cambridge Christian School. Cambridge Christian School is an independent, private Christian school in Tampa, Florida for students one-year-old through 12th grade that partners with families and the local church to provide a kingdom education, thereby preparing students for college and life. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I know this has been a very busy season for you. I figured following the gala, maybe you'd have a chance to exhale and we could get you in the studio here. Thank you for making time for us. Yeah, glad to be here. Great. Well, as you know, in our first episode, we were joined by your good friend, Scott Moore, Mm -hmm. another California native. It may appear we're trying to jumpstart the podcast with only Hollywood types like yourself, (laughs) but I assure you that is not the case. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) Actually, if you would, well, tell us about your, your family and the migration from Cali. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And I did listen to the podcast uh, last week and it was amazing. I'm grateful that Scott Moore is here and uh, it was just a great time. So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you do. Uh, in terms of my family, so born and raised in California, uh, actually Northern California. So if, if you're not from California, Northern California and Southern California are really considered like different states. So we are from mm. the better section of California, Northern California, born and raised there. Obviously, my uh, boys were born and raised there because um, they came with Christy and I. We, uh, Christy and I met in college at a, a, a Christian, or not at a Christian college, at a Christian club in, in college, and we're married, been married almost 30 years. Uh, nice. So, but uh, we... We actually never felt like we were going to move out of California. We felt like we were called there. We were very connected with a church and a Christian school there in California. And so we felt like we were going to stay. My wife was the principal at the school. I graduated from that school. And then my boys attended there. I worked there uh, for a number of years. My wife worked there. And then there came a point, though, where that season ended. And so it was the first time we ever considered moving out of California and that was a, a few, few years ago. And so we ended up here. So. All right. So that you were from the better part of California. Is yes. That yes. Where the yes. People think they're better or is no, no, that's exactly? Southern, Southern California. That's where Hollywood is. That's where oh, the people okay. think they're better. Northern California. It's more, you know, laid back. just laid back down, down to earth. I mean, there are good people in, in Southern California. Right. So of course. Don't get of me course. wrong. You know, but, so you're not actually a Hollywood type. 
That, that's the pe- N- no, no, no. That's the rumor. No, no. <laughs> Pe- Just so you know. People that know you know you're not the Hollywood type. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, I, I mean that in the best of ways. Well, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Very humble man. That's uh, what one. I'm proud to be so humble. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> As well, you should be. Yeah. Well, what was it then? So you, you decide, okay, time to, to move out of there uh, unexpectedly, but we'll you know, I, I remember it a little bit myself, but certainly yeah. no one else or very few other people know what was it about Tampa and about Cambridge specifically that drew you here? Yeah. So when we, like I said, we were very connected 20 plus years at the same church and Christian school and thought that that's where our boys would graduate from that type of thing. And we, when we felt like that season had ended, it was really the first time ever that we would considered moving out of California. And so we thought, okay, well, we're going to move someplace that we feel aligns more closely with kind of what our belief system is and, and that type of thing. And not that any state or municipality is, is perfect, you know, in terms right. of um, all of that. But so we were considering Tennessee, the Carolinas, Texas, and Florida. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was looking at different options there. And to be honest, I was actually really close to taking a job in Texas. Mm. Uh, I, I was about to fly out to meet with this ministry. They were, I was going to meet with their board. And, and so uh, I was talking to my wife about it. And uh, I said, oh, well, I'm going to go interview with the board here uh, in a couple of weeks. They're probably going to offer me this position. How do you feel about us moving to you know, Dallas area? And my wife said, you know, are there any beaches like real beaches in Texas. <laughs> obviously we're from california right and so oh, uh, the, the the beaches in california are beautiful right. the beaches in florida were beautiful and so i i'd looked in florida and and hadn't found anything and so and so i said well i'll i'll go back and look again and and so when i looked again i actually was looking at, at cambridge's website came across the position for the director of development and then we started having conversations yep. and uh, and actually i flew out the week before I was going to meet with uh, uh, the folks in, in Texas and came to the school, met all the folks, fell in love with Cambridge. And so, um, and that's, that's what brought us here. So. Yeah. I, also, I, I remember it very well uh, because it was on the heels of a period of time where I had absorbed as head of school, I had absorbed the position of director of development. Right which went quite well for a pretty short span of time. <laughs> and then I hit a, a wall uh, in terms of, I think, being successful in the position. I have no background in it whatsoever. And so uh, when we met, of course, via whatever, electronic. Yeah, Zoom call. Yeah, yeah think, Zoom yeah. call. When we met via Zoom, um, I, from, the, from the get-go, I was really excited about the possibility of you coming. Had a, had a piece very early on that you should be the guy and I'm really glad Texas didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I'm glad too. I think, I mean, I definitely am glad Whoa, as far as, hey. I mean, as far as climate <laughs> and all, I mean, everything I'm, I'm really yeah. glad, but uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was God's timing. And, and honestly, our, my mother-in-law, she lives in Ocala, not too far away. Right. My sister-in-law lives in Vero beach. They've been trying to get us out here for a long time. And so I remember, it, yeah, I was, I was, thankful for them being close because I think that helped get yeah, to here it did as help, well, yeah. for sure. Well, let's talk just your background briefly. We're not going to yeah. unfold the whole resume here sure. today, but uh, I, I'm curious from your perspective, uh, what were the previous 
business and ministry experiences you had that you feel have really contributed contributed to your success here and in the Office of Development? Yeah, so I actually, I became a Christian, a follower of Christ when I was 15 years old. So mm. before that, I had no in- inclination towards anything in terms of ministry or anything like that. I, when I became a Christian when I was 15 years old, though, it, it shifted for me. I actually had a basketball coach that led me to the Lord, and then he worked at a Christian school. I started attending there, and not too long after that, I felt like I was supposed to go into full-time ministry, and so I did. I was an intern at my church. I ended up teaching. I was a Christian educa- educator. I taught history and Bible for seven years. I was a youth pastor, worship pastor. About seven years into that, I felt God moving me a different direction. And crazy thing, I actually went into banking. And so I took an <laughs> entry, entry-level job at a bank. I didn't know why at the time right. I did that. I um, and But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I took an entry-level job at a bank, moved my way up uh, pretty quickly, actually was very successful at that, won uh, Rookie of the Year award and, and different uh production awards and that type of thing. And, and actually, it, when I was first going through that, I thought, uh, well, maybe God's just doing this. I and mean, we were both in ministry and, and Christian education, so we didn't have a lot of money, right? And so um, I thought, well, maybe God's just doing this so we can buy our first home and mm-hmm. uh, my wife can stay home with the kids, you know, that type of thing. And so I continued to work there. It was a large national bank. Uh, and then about six years into that, I shifted over and I started, I was offered a position at a, a banking institution that actually did banking for ministries, for churches, <laughs> Christian right. schools, oh, parachurch ministries, that type of thing. And it was one of those light bulb moments, you know, because I, um, I didn't understand at the time why God had me go into banking. And then, then I'm working at this ministry lending institution and all of a sudden the light bulb goes on you know they wouldn't have asked me for that position if i hadn't had seven years of ministry and christian education experience and they wouldn't have offered me that position if i didn't have the six years of banking experience you know so i did that for six years Uh, uh, after about six years the subprime crisis had hit Mm -hmm. and so uh, i left there they were they had to uh, do some restructuring there I went to a, a national bank that uh, everybody would know the name of, name of, and you can look at my LinkedIn profile if you want to <laughs> deduce which bank that was. Yeah, but we I went can't to, give out bank names here because uh, you know the advertising dollars. <laughs> yes, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Right, they'd have to pay us a dividend. That's dividend, right. Yeah. So, uh, so, but after I was at the this large bank for about a year, I just really I missed being involved in kind of that ministry side of, I, I felt like there was something that I could do financially, but I felt like I was, the impact that I could make ministry wise was what I was missing. And so I started considering other options because my boys, they were like around eight, eight and six years old. And, mm. and I just didn't want my life to just be about, I'm just going to go try to make a bunch of money, you know, and that type of thing. I want to be able to coach my son's basketball games and be involved in different things. And I wanted to really do things that were impactful. And so I actually started working for a Christian university in Northern California and ended up as a donor development position, mm-hmm. uh, ended up there. I didn't never aspired to do that, but it was one of those things that it, it just fit. And so, uh, 
So did that for six years, and then it kind of leads to what we're talking about now, where we felt uh, the chance to move across country. So when you ask the question about uh, how it it all fits, it's it's amazing actually how yeah, it all fits, indeed. right? Because uh, I mean, obviously in Christian education ministry, and then in in the donor development side with the the um, the fundraising side at the university, but then on top of that, on the the financing, the banking side. Uh, as you know, we've been going through this capital campaign, this new building project, and I had the opportunity to be and am still very involved in the financing that we acquired to to complete this project. So I feel like it's one of those things where mm-hmm. the kind of that light bulb moment when I went to that ministry bank is that same light bulb moment. It's like, okay, God, I, that's yeah. why you're doing all this. So uh, isn't it amazing? I I look I can look back over the years at the experiences I that God put on my life at the time. I'm like, come on, really? Right, I mean, right, this right. isn't really what I want to be doing. Right. Why, why am I spending so much time on this? And all the things ultimately fold together into right. to where he, he puts you. Right. And, and I mean, you know, having been here 11 years now, right. I, mean, I can look back on great experiences I had. I can look back on horrific experiences I had right. and see specifically what I learned yeah. in both cases that contribute to my role here right. at Cambridge. Absolutely. And it's fun to tell our kids stuff like that who are kind of, you know, my kids are grown now. Our youngest is 21. Um, But they're kind of in that period where they, you know, where is this really all heading? Right. And so we can we can tell them stories like that. Right. Speaking of which, uh, if you know, you have two boys. uh, Yes. Semi grown. um, Right. Yeah. Not quite all the way yet, but. If you would, uh, one would say he's fully grown. Oh yes, he's, I, he's off to college now. I know which one that would be. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, but t- tell us about your boys and uh, maybe the the parental perspective of yeah. the move to Cambridge as well, right. and, and how it's worked uh, or not for them. Yeah. So uh, as you might imagine, uh, transitioning with our son was going to in his to his junior year in high school. Uh, and then our other son starting his first year of high school uh, as a freshman. And we decide we're going to move clear across the country to Florida. Mm-hmm. So uh, first off, the boys were very involved in the whole process and talking about it, praying about it and that type of thing. And it was a consensus that we were we were supposed to come here. So they mm. were they're inv- very involved in that because we realized that's going to make a huge hi- impact. And so there was a lot of change, right? I, I mean, you're talking about change of your friend groups. You, you, I mean, I mean, even my son, he was 16 years old. He's, he's driving and it goes from him asking if he can go over to drive over to a friend's house that he's known since he was five years old to g- driving over to a friend's house that he's known for two weeks, right? Yeah. It's, it's all, all of kinds of different conversations. And so mm-hmm. there were a lot of changes, changes. For, for school, changes in the streets that we had to turn on. I mean, huh. everything, dentist, I mean, you know, you name it, there's a bunch of changes. And so, you know, that came with its, its share of, of difficulties. But at the same time, the one thing that, um, and, and then it was in a transition where our boys are teenagers, right? You have a 16 and 14 oh, yeah. year old, you've, you've raised oh, uh, yeah. three, <laughs> three teenagers and seen them go through that process. That's, there's changes without us moving. There would have been a lot of changes, you know, as they're becoming more independent. And, and so we, as we're working through this transition of moving to this new place, a lot of new things, we're also working with the transition of them forming as men 
who, who God's called them to be. And so us starting to let go, especially with our oldest of, mm-hmm. okay, from when they were young, okay, this is how you do this exactly like this to now there's this transition of this is how I think you should, should do this and let them make choices, you know, within reason and you're still a safety net for them when they're making those decisions. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've always prayed or Christy and I both have always prayed for our boys as we know that obviously we want to be a big influence in their life, but there will be other influences. And so we prayed that God would bring people, adults into their lives that could really speak into their lives and, and impact them. Yeah. And and the thing that was such a blessing to me is they found those types of people at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about teachers and staff members that really cared about them beyond the academics, you know, beyond the sports or music, that type of thing, but really cared about them as a person. And so as a parent, when you're trying your best to raise your boys and train them in the way they should go as people, as godly men, uh, you are concerned that they're going to have the right influences. And, mm-hmm. and so um, obviously uh, we, we pray that every influence in their life would help them draw near to God. But specifically we prayed for adults and, and they found those both in uh, the school setting and then in, in the church send setting. And so uh, we're grateful for that. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, very underestimated uh, importance of yeah. uh, uh, having, having mentors and having adults that really can be great examples to speak into our kids' lives. Yeah. Um, I did not do a masterful job of that with our own, with my own kids and, uh, Praise God, he's, he's blessed us. Anyway, we've got great kids, but I, I love the advantages gained by, by doing what you're suggesting. Yeah. Uh, Ed, your position at our school is certainly one of leadership. Uh, you sit on our executive team or on senior staff, uh, but you've expanded your leadership reach on our campus beyond that of someone trying to raise money. Uh, you and your bride regularly lead worship with our staff, and I've seen you make a concerted effort to connect with staff and parents on a meaningful level. I must say, I've seen some directors of development come across as used car salesmen. How have you avoided this? Yeah, well, um, I've never sold used cars. I don't think I'd be able to do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I honestly, I, and, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but as a director of development, but I honestly couldn't fundraisers at a lot of places. I couldn't be mm. a, a donor, a director of development at a lot of places because I, w- I don't believe in what those places are doing and, and what they're doing. And so for me, that's kind of where it starts is just um, a belief in the mission that is being accomplished. And then on top of that, like I, um, I don't know, I guess coming from a ministry background and just uh, really wanting to serve God, my first and foremost priority whenever I'm meeting with people is the person Mm. like not, I don't care if there's a dollar that comes to Cambridge or Mm. to the church or that type of thing. If, if first I don't see that person. And so my prayer whenever I am going to meet with someone is is always, how can I bless this person and help them to, Mm you know, grow closer to God to be successful in life and that, and that type of thing. And I, I, I feel like the, all the other stuff will kind of take care of itself. And, and I've been blessed to work for organizations where 
they're okay with that. <laughs> you know, if yeah, I, yeah. if I, if I went to a college and they said, okay, yeah, you know, these are the metrics and this is the way you're going to, you know, talk to this many people and this many donations come in and, and that type of thing. And, and I mean, there's, there's value in all of that stuff, but I mean, for me, it's always about relationships. Everything is about relationships. Mm-hmm. So. And I, th- I really think that's a big part of the reason why I was so comfortable immediately in getting to know you. It was, you know, first of all, as you mentioned earlier, so you checked every box. It was like, okay, banking? Really? Oh, you <laughs> yeah. banking. We, we need someone yeah. to come in and run a capital campaign yeah. and, you know, uh, kind of, you know, navigate these relationships with bankers. Yeah, sure. And, okay, so you've raised money specifically for Christian school settings. You've been an educator, been a coach. It was for any position, you, well, and but you, we never get to check every box. Sure, and it was sure. Going right down the page, and then the kicker of all of it was how relational you are, and and I, that's I mean that of course is the heartbeat of Cambridge. Sure, for for any position, but for this posi- position specifically, it, it was a, it was a it was a no brainer from my perspective. Yeah, and and honestly, that's in the organizations that I've worked uh, worked for, the ones where I've transitioned because of um, a manager that I was working with, it was typically because, or it was always because it was a manager that prioritized other things over relationships. And for me, that's, that's, and I, I mean, even when we talked, when I, when I uh, first came here, I, I just said, you, you know, that's, that's what, that's what I'm about. It's about relationships and that's the number one priority. And so if there, if that's going to be a shift in, in thinking where it's, you know, we're trying to manipulate things or whatever to get the outcome that we want, that's just, that's not me. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So, you know, that used to be one of our advertising slogans. What was that? We're all about relationships. Yeah. Um, that, that's something that my, <laughs> my, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time because I, um, you know, we can get into the, these work situations when we're working on all these different things, you know, we're looking at spreadsheets and, and all of that. And, mm. and the, the one saying, probably the most common saying I have in my house when I'm talking to my wife, mainly when we're talking about different things that we're navigating with work is it's always about relationships. Mm. I mean, when you look at that Excel spreadsheet and you look at, you know, the 325, uh, people that gave and, and these different things like that. Each of those numbers represents a person that had an argument with their spouse or <laughs> had a, you know, a, yep. a, some appointment they had to get to or whatever. It, it's always about relationships. And so that's just kind of my default. And, and, and maybe that's just my, you know, heart for ministry or whatever. But I feel like if I, if I focus on that, the rest, the rest is going to take care of itself. So. Great. Well, the gala was last weekend, the Shine yes. Your Light Gala, and it was, uh, as seemingly is the case now every year, in increasing fashion, it was amazing. Uh, this is put together, of course, uh, entirely by your department with Liz Myers running point, yeah. and she uh, has gotten better every year as well at securing yeah. a host of volunteers. And so there were, I don't know what the total number of people that had, were that had a hand in this, but it, I think it was high. If it wasn't it was, high, it was, okay, let's say, no, there were I know, I know the number, there, there's never enough, but it was a lot. I yeah. know the number it's, of it's hours, increased every year. Yeah. I know the number of hours was high because I yeah. talked to a couple of the husbands of those, of those <laughs> yeah, exactly. ladies. 
who were looking forward to the event being over yeah. and get their, yeah. their wives back. Oh, they're but amazing. Tell us about the purpose of that event. It's an annual event and, and the level of success this year and how it has developed in recent years. Sure. Yeah. So uh, like you mentioned earlier, and we've talked about, I arrived here three years ago. And, uh, and so this would be the third gala that, uh, that we've had since, since I've been here. And when I, I first arrived here and we, I started talking to Liz about the strategy for what we want to do at, at the gala and, and started getting a pulse for what was happening at Cambridge. And uh, really the focus we wanted to be on providing opportunities for students that wouldn't uh, be able to otherwise afford a Christian education. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we decide is it's got to be about tuition assistance. It's, it's not about us look at how great we are, but let's, it's about others and we want to help others to be successful. So that was the first priority. And then the second thing was we want to make this a huge celebration uh, celebrate and and for for lack of a better description, basically being able to show off Cambridge. Right. So it's something that because uh, one of the things that I talked to Liz about is we want this to be a place that people want to say this is this is my school. This is what God is doing at Cambridge Christian School. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a part of it? And when I say do you want to be a part of it, it could be them enrolling their students in the school. But it's also about uh, the gala is a fundraising event. It's all also about them supporting what uh, is is happening in the school. The great part about that this year is uh, this this year actually when I when I came in and and things were happening at the gala, there were so many times where somebody came up to me and said, "Hey Ed, I want you to, I want to introduce you to somebody because they, they were starting yeah, they invited yeah. somebody." Yeah. So nice. it was apparent that they said you have to see what's happening at my school is a a business counterpart you know that type of thing and that that's our goal because we want to show off what god's doing at cambridge christian school so we want and they're proud of their school so they want to share it with yeah yeah exactly and so uh, i feel like that that is what we're doing we want to continue to to expand on that so i i'd say yeah the the main priorities is we want to provide tuition assistance so that we can uh we don't want the school to just be about, and you've talked about this before, right. Sean, uh, the school to just be about certain people at a certain economic level that can afford this education, but we want to provide this opportunity mm-hmm. for everybody. And then and then secondly, we want to show off what God is doing at Cambridge Christian School, and we mm-hmm. want other people to come and hear about, hear how excited we are so that they can get involved as well. I love the way you, you explained that and to show off what God is doing. Yeah. And because there are there are many school environments that would really look forward to the opportunity to show off what they are doing. Right. And we have some incredible incredible people that are that, are, that do great things, but right. all the glory is to God and yep. he's put the right people in the right seats here. Right. So it's it's fun to watch what he's doing and certainly uh we're we're happy to brag on God at yeah. any time. Amen. Ed, your primary focus since coming aboard has been the Built for More campaign, our fundraising initiative for the implementation of a four-phase master campus plan. Uh, God has certainly blessed your efforts on that front as well. And most now know that the construction has begun on a brand new 45,000 square foot high school building. Could you provide an update on the progress of that um, as, as well as its timetable? Yeah, so 
I am excited. We are where we are now, as, as mm-hmm. we all know, or maybe not all the listeners know, but uh, we had a groundbreaking ceremony a long time ago, and I've made this joke a number of times that usually you don't wait a year after your groundbreaking ceremony to break real ground, but that, right. that happens to be what happened. It wasn't part of our plan. We had some issues that we had to navigate with uh, the powers that be in terms of permitting when we thought we were initially uh, within a couple of weeks, but, uh, but that's, pa- that's past now. Yes. So uh, a few months ago, we started real construction, dirt moving, pipes going underground, uh, wiring, all the things that need to happen underground. And then just a little over a week ago, we had the pouring of our foundation, uh, the slab wait, foundation. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, not like the, the, no, that that first one never failed. Okay, wait, wait. So wait, I got it. I got it. Two wait. episodes and wait, that's what so I'm now the first one is okay. okay we wait. had our groundbreaking ceremony a year before. Now you need to press that button. Okay. But. but now we just poured the foundation, the slab foundation for the new high school building. Yes, mm. yes I got it. <laughs> we got. We, and you know, on, on that note, uh, <laughs> we'll introduce, uh, similar to in episode one, my sidekick, uh, Marty Premer. Oh my gosh, uh, it's co-host, everyone. And, it's co-host. Uh, I ask her oh each episode, look gosh. for the right opportunity to push one button. <laughs> And we're we're over two so far. Okay, well, uh, it always, caught me off guard. I was always, in a hurry. We're we're, we're working through this. this yes, is thank you, Ed. Always the next episode, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm and just to finish, yeah, so yeah, we had the pouring the foundation, and that was on a Friday, and then the Monday we actually brought the students out there to pray because yeah. obviously we can build these buildings, but and we have this foundation right that is going to hold the building up, but really. Like we talked about, it's about God. It's about Christ being at the center. And so we prayed to say, okay, God, we want you to be the foundation mm-hmm. of everything that happens in this building. So we were excited to have that ceremony. I was excited to see um, teachers that have been here for many, many years walk arm in arm onto this new it yeah. slab foundation. It was an emotional yeah. day for everyone, including you, Mr. Minx. It I, was just very, very emotional. The, I shared at the gala that when I stepped onto the slab... I started crying. I was like, yeah. "What is going on?" It's been with me. such a long time. But yeah, I, it's I did not anticipate that kind of response. But it was really a moving experience. You did a great job coordinating that nice. whole prayer event. Why? Why build new facilities? You know, we've had we've had. Yeah. I know, kind of before this uh, real momentum began, uh, you know, in, in terms of growth. Um, I would talk to some folks internally that didn't really want growth. Yeah. Right. And because they, they didn't, they were maybe fearful, trepidatious of some things that they felt would come with growth. The obvious answer to why, why build new facilities is so we can grow. Right. right? But why grow? For most of Cambridge's history, we've, seemed content to have between 500 and 650 students why grow well um so this is an interesting question because i actually i have an anecdotal answer for this and uh, i was talking to so i met we mentioned i have two sons one who graduated from the school is now 
off to college, uh, and and then another who was a junior at the school. And so we, we had an influx of students this year, mm-hmm. and a lot of the influx was because of the step uh, the expanded guidelines for step up for students. Right. And so I asked my son about his experience in the high school with these new students coming in. Cause you, you get concerned as, as you have this growth, right. In terms of culture. Right. And so that was really the main reason I was asking the question, how has it impacted the culture? You know, what's kind of the vibe that might not even be the word that they use <laughs> nowadays, but no. whatever no. the word is. Yeah. But uh, I asked him, you know, about the new students and, and he shared with me, he said, uh, a lot of these students are, are coming from public schools, right? And so they come onto the campus and, and they come to school and they are so excited to be here. They're like, I can't believe there's a place like this yeah. where we can mm. we come to chapel, where we can study the Bible. You know, you have these voluntary Bible studies that these students are going to. Right. And, they're, and, they're, and they're telling some of the other students maybe that have been here a while, or maybe this is all that they've known. They're like, no, you don't understand mm. how good this place is, yeah. you know? And so if we can provide an opportunity for more students to, mm. to have that, that's, that's what I get excited about, you, yeah. you know? Uh, and I, I already talked about the impact for, my own boys of having kind of mentors or people um, that speak into their lives. But uh, yeah, just to be able to have that where we can provide an option that doesn't, that aligns with biblical world values. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, I, I think it's, um, if we can provide that opportunity for more students, I'm, I'm excited about that. So. Couldn't agree more. Uh, very anxious to have a, a, a bigger impact across, uh, across Tampa and the Tampa yeah. area. Yeah. So many may be hearing for the first time, even on this broadcast, about the growth at Cambridge and the development of our campus. And it may be surprised to hear, you know, mm-hmm. we're actually putting a building up. <laughs> um, how can people get involved and support this effort? Yeah, so the for the Built for More project and campaign, the, the first thing, the kind of the central place you can go is to ccslancers.com slash gala. That is going to have building up. Uh, I said it wrong. CCS Lancers. Yeah, not Gallo. Okay. Yeah, you can tell I've been thinking <laughs> about Gallo for yeah. many months now. CCSLancers.com slash build. Build. So, yeah, build. Okay. build, yeah. So if you go there, it's going to have updates on the building project. And then it's also going to have how you can get involved. We're actually just in the process of launching our brick tile and room dedication campaign. There's going to be places both inside and outside the building where you can leave a legacy to remember. And so I, I had, b- before we even came out with this campaign, I had a number of people that have, are old timers with Cambridge that says, can I buy a brick? You know, can I, know. I you know, put my name <laughs> on I think something? that's huge. Yeah. I, I know my parents would love to do that. That's just a big mm. thing. for. Yeah. All and, and it's, and, and I've talked about this before. It's, it's not about putting your name in lights and, and about ego. It's really about us saying, Hey, we're in this together. Yeah, we're it's for like, sure. what, we're all family. Yeah. Well, and in the book of acts, it, when it talks about the early church and how they pooled their resources together in order to accomplish the mission that God had called them to, I feel like that's what we're doing when we do this naming thing is mm-hmm. like, I'm in on what God is doing at Cambridge Christian School. And so that's on the website as well. So uh, CCS, so just to give it right, ccslancers.com slash build to learn more information. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we have parents currently in the school 
whose parents were married on our campus. Yeah, wow. And I mean, so it's, and we have so many, math works this way, but every year that passes, we have an increasing number of alumni that that bring their kids back. I don't know what the number is now that have come through, but it seems to be increasing exponentially every year, which is really exciting to see. And then alumni coming back and teaching at the school. Yeah. Um, So all of that only strengthens uh, the whole family dynamic. Well, you know, this is clearly, uh, at least it's really clear to me, Cambridge Christian School is God's school. Um, What we are interested in pursuing uh, individually and for the school as a whole is God's will. And all of these things happening now, we've prayed all along um, that they would happen in God's timing. Mm -hmm. And we thought like five or six years ago, hey, we're about to put a building up. Yeah. And then we thought again three years ago, we're about to put a building up. Right. And each time, one of the times was COVID. The one right. longer ago, there's, mm-hmm. there's been something that has come up. Where we said, oh, you know, as frustrating as it was in the moment, right. we just continue to pray God's timing, having no idea that we would creep up on 900 students before yeah. we even moved into the building, yeah, talk about God's timing. Yeah, yeah perfect. Now yeah, we're exactly. ready. Who's doing? Yeah, yeah, we now we have we have a critical mass to move into right a new building. If anything, our challenge will be growing out of finding it. a place, yeah, <laughs> filling it right far more quickly than we ever dreamed. So right. it's just pretty awesome uh, to see how He works, and it's you know this our faith. It's amazing. Our faith should be stronger because we just see Him yeah. deliver every time. Yeah. And so with that, Ed, I want to thank you for making time for us today. Yeah, I'm glad to. It's been a total pleasure uh, to hear again. I'd actually be reminded of some of the details in your transition from California. Thank you for bringing other California families with you. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I didn't force them. They came willingly, yeah. and, and I'm grateful that they're here. Yeah, Scott sure. Moore, if you don't know, our, our guest from the first episode uh, is a family that followed Ed and his family here. And then Ian, uh, what is his title? Lytle. Ian Lytle. Yeah, it was his title, though. Ian Lytle. Um, facilities. He's facilities. Coordinator, facilities manager. Yeah, I should know. But he's awesome, too. Yeah. He spoke in chapel here recently. And these guys and their and all of their families are having an impact on our campus. Yeah. And it's because God led you here. Yeah. Right? Well, and then they he led them here as well. So thank you for coming yeah. uh, to the school. But thank you for coming here for the podcast today. And Yeah, glad to. It's been great. I appreciate it. It's Thank a privilege. You, privilege. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. The vision at Cambridge Christian School is to develop students into fearless defenders of the faith in partnership with their parents and the Bible-believing church community so that generations will know and serve God and recognize the truth and authority of the Bible. Goal answers. Goal answers.